And we're here on the k Podcast. Ken Brown, WJR Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football training camp edition. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. That's nice to see you again. Been yeah, a while. Been a while. Well, like I said, I've been out on the, at the facility a couple times. I know you're out there every day, so you were my That's eyes why I and ears. Find you. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm been, I have actually been able to get out there in the last week. This is to me the dog days of training camp, and before the first exhibition game, and the you know the after the initial first week of practice, that this is like the dog week to me. Well, I think things sort of flatten out, but I think if, especially if it's a home game. I think there's some, you know, there's some drama, or I wouldn't say maybe not drama, but there's some uh, expectation playing the first preseason game because you're at home. In this case, the Lions are coming off a good, you know, good finish to the last last year, and and there's there's genuine optimism, not just optimism, but it's based on on reality. And so I think that's a little bit different this year. But in general, I would agree with you. Yeah, but the thing about this is, next week for those who don't know, they get into. Um exhibition mode but they'll be having joint practices for the next two weeks to me those are more important than the game itself so for the next two weeks you're going to have everybody's attention you know all the players attention because those practices like I said are going to be more important than the game and you'll really get a feel for this team after say two weeks from today next yeah two weeks from today you'll know exactly where you are well at least the coaching staff will a little bit better at it than I am but I'll tell you what the thing about it is though uh, the coaches on both sides for both for the the Giants this upcoming week and then the Jaguars the following week, they can set up the drills any way they want. In other words, you can, you can uh, Dan Campbell can you know, say to the, the opposing team's coach, hey, can we run that blitz again? You know, you can get repeats, yeah. I mean, genuine repeats, and, and it really, you know, sharpen your, sharpen your game. And so that, there's a lot of things that benefit from it. The only negative to me, the only possible negative, is I think there's a further enhancement of the possibility of injury just because of the you know there's a I think there's a higher higher energy in these but but aside from that I, I it, it's it's really it's really good yeah Dawes is no fighting you know that, that's the only thing now the Lions Overrated. have been good yeah. with that you know yeah. Dan Campbell tell them look if you get you start that fighting stuff I'm gonna take you out the field but you see other camps where they have these joint practices and it's like a brawl every day at these things and you know come on. I mean, you know, let's get the work in and get out. Plus, this is the only time in the next couple of weeks you're going to see a lot of work that the starters and the second team guys get because when exhibition season comes, they may play a series. They may play, you know, they used to play a half at the third one, not as only three. They don't even play usually the third one. So this is when they get to work in because they're not going to get a lot of work during these exhibition games. Well, exactly. And, you know, some of, some of these exhibition games, they don't play at all. Yeah. I, I think that Look at last night's awful. game. You know, Aaron Rodgers was he? He didn't have to show up. He was he in attendance. Well, well, that's a little different too because that was their fourth. That, that would be their fourth one of one of four preseason games, not three. But because it's a Hall of Fame game. But but I I agree with you. I, I the thing you know Jared Goff wasn't scheduled to play in the first preseason game last year. But when he found out the other starters were playing, he went to the coaching staff and said, "Hey, if they're playing, I'm playing." I thought that's number one. That's a smart thing to do. And number two, I thought it showed, you know, where he stands with that team. Those are his guys, and when they play, he wants to play. Right. But I think that was his only play of the exhibition season, right? I believe so. I, I, I think, think he played right. the last yeah. two. Yeah. So he, he, in theory, they weren't going to have him play at all the whole exhibition season. He got in to play that, the first one. And here's another thing: I don't know if it's ever happened in the history of pro football. The two guys who were competing for the uh, backup quarterback job both got cut. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. And then it ended up signing Nate Sudfeld. So yeah, we won't talk about last year. I won't get into last year. You done made me bad moves. Cause you know why? Cause I saw one of them play last night. You know, I saw the quarterback play last night. That was one of the two. I'm just saying that it brings back bad memories. Brings back bad memories of last year. The David Blau. I even forgot the guy's name last night that was playing the quarterback. The um. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Tim, uh, Tim, Boyle. Tim Boyle. Yeah, he played last night, and it's it exactly like when he left. So you've just given well, me Kenny, bad memories. Oh, Kenny, do you have eyelids? <laughs> oh, well, close your eyes and don't watch. <laughs> well, let's get into forget last, forget all that. Let's get into this year. This is what people want to hear about. That's what's going on out there now. Um, I just give you, let you give your impressions of what's going on and what you like and don't like, and then I'll give you mine, and then we'll go with some individual players. But go ahead. What, do you, what, well, what have we seen? Well, what have you seen? Well, I, was, I can't really say there's anything I don't like, but but I, I think that the, the uh, uh, 10 days or whatever it is, 10 practices into it, you know, when Tim Twentyman highlighted this on, on DetroitLions.com, I think it's the play, play of the defense. I think that stood out. It really did. And, you know, the uh, – Today's what Friday. I think it was the Thursday practice or the Wednesday practice. One of those two. They 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 really brought it the whole the whole game. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson was 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 good right across the board. You could see guys getting on the quarterback. You could see good coverage downfield. The linebackers were were good. So I thought that was probably their strongest. You know, I thought that was probably their, their strongest showing of, of, of training camp. Uh, to date, now, there's more to come, of course, and then it's it is what it is. But I thought that was really a good sign the way they played. Look, they've got depth on that defensive line; they really do. Up up front, whatever you want to call them, combination of outside linebackers, all, you know, defensive tackles, defensive ends, whatever. That is really that that's an improved unit, and I think they'll make their make their presence felt it, to a greater degree than we've seen in the last few years at any other time. All right, um, that it. Well, that's it for that, okay. you know. And obviously, and obviously, the offense is it's, it's it's running pretty smoothly for you know what ten days of practice. I still think maybe they might you know we want to see a little more out of, for example, Jamison Williams. Uh, you know, he's, look, he's got his good moments. He's got his not so good moments. But one thing I've sort of said to myself, I'm gonna stop you know critiquing every every move he makes. Kid, just practice, play football. We'll see how you do. And we'll get on with it later. Right, especially somebody who's not even going to be around to the seventh game after the preseason. I can focus on other things. I'm not saying he's not important, but this micromanaging in the media of Jamison Williams has got to stop. And this, you know, every press conference, his mental stake or is he grown? Let the kid grow. Let the kid play. He's a young man. But I'll tell you one thing. When he, when he starts running, you, you, you know number nine on the field. Yeah, let me just add one thing to what you're saying, and I agree with you totally, which has not happened very often between us. But this time, I don't know, I don't know what I maybe I hit hit myself in the head, and I'm just starting to wake up here. But but Kenny, you know, I, was it two days ago, three days ago? I forget exactly, but I I, I watched him a lot of you know, most of that most of that practice, and it started. You know, in other words, it was sort of a practice day in the life of of, of to, you know to a small degree. A small sampling, but a, a, you know, a practice in the a practice day in the life of of uh, Jamison Williams. It started with two drop passes on back to back plays. Well, he dropped the ball. There's nothing to do about it. But then, you know, not that well, not that much later, he just caught two balls down the middle. And you, Kenny, this guy in full stride. It's 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 a. I wouldn't. I don't say if it's beautiful to watch, but it's something. He's a gazelle. And then 
you know, a couple minutes later, he's out in front blocking for another for a teammate who made a, a catch going down the field, and then closed it out when there was a break in, in the practice. Marvin Jones Jr., you know, 12, 13-year veteran, was out in the middle of the field as they were waiting for practice to start, and you could see him gesturing with his arm with some, you know, maybe routes or whatever it was uh, with with, uh, Jameson Williams. So, in other words, he had a veteran mentoring a second-year player who really is a rookie based on the little playing time he had last year. I thought all of it, look at it all, I thought it was a pretty good day for him. I'm going to tell you, and I'm leaving Williams alone after this, about this the only thing i got to say. But hard to do. No, when you see him... When you see Jamar Gibbs out there running, yep, and then you see Jamison Williams, and you can tell there's a different, noticeable difference between the two. And Jamar Gibbs is probably if he if Jamison Williams wasn't on the field, Jamar Gibbs would be the fastest guy on the field. But yeah, when, four, when Williams four, is running, whatever they run, right? you could just look at him. I don't even care about times. Just when you see him run, you can tell Jamar Gibbs is fast. But you see Jamison Williams, and it's, it's it's faster. So just the level of speed between those two is amazing, and that goes into my point. I think this offense is better than last year's offense. Now, it has to perform on the field that way, but piece by piece, it's better. I think I think the tight end is just as good as Hawkinson running routes. Now, Hawkinson had the experience or whatever, but I think Laporta has the skills, better receiving skills, and he doesn't go to the ground every time you throw it to him either, which is something that Hawkinson did that I always had a problem with. And, um, yeah, that's, yeah, you're right about that, Kenny. And and that's one thing about Laporta is, you know, look, he'll catch the ball, turn, and go. Yeah. He didn't see an awful lot of that. Well, I shouldn't say it didn't. Look, TJ had a lot of receptions. I think he made qualified for the Good player. Three Good times, player, no three doubt. Times no in, doubt. Three but times that, in four years. But he spent a lot of time guy, going to the ground. And this guy's a more of a route runner receiver-wise, which is but the Gibbs of the Gibbs um, – um, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs running back. I'm talking about the running back we had last year who's always, I always, that got traded. DeAndre, always, DeAndre Swift. Swift. I think he has potential to be a better, well, I know he has potential to be a better back, but I mean, right now, you, he's just a healthier runner and a faster runner, and he, he can do some things for you. Montgomery, you haven't seen yet. When the game starts, I think that's when Montgomery's going to become, you'll know better of him. Because right now, like you said, it's just, doing whatever, but his game translates to when the pads are on and you start that running game. And they're going to have them on the field together a lot too, so that, that part of it is good. So the offense to me is better, but the defense is way better than last year's defense. I mean, it's not even a, it's not even close to me from last year to this year. And um, Hutchinson to me is be- way better right now than he was last year. The defensive line is way better than last year right now. And the well, linebackers well, are way better. And the D-backs, so it's just a way better defense. I'm trying to get a word in edgewise well, here. go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I'm just – and I agree with you. But also, look at the players who are back from last year who were injured, like Charles Harris, played six games, four starts, had one sack, was expecting, you know, up to, up to his level, you know, a big game coming off seven and a half or eight sacks in his first year with the Lion. Next year, he's, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's ready to go. You know, he's going to have a big year. Bingo, he gets a, a severe groin injury, you know, plays six games, starts four, has one sack. He looks absolutely – he looks like he looks like he did two two games ago or two years ago, I should say. And, and he's, he can – and he's playing, you know, strong side linebacker. He can play outside linebacker and play defensive end. But he can really add something to that defense. And Olympic deal now in his third year, uh, He's lost about 20 pounds from last uh, last year. He was not like he was fat or anything like that, but he wanted to get leaner and stronger, and he did that. He was strong already, and now he's leaner and stronger. And I saw him make a play 
uh, in uh, Thursday's practice where, you know, one of those passes in the flat, he got over there to cover it, elevated in the air like a basketball player and just slapped it out of the air. Now that's a pretty good play to me for a, for a defensive tackle weighs, who weighs 305 pounds to get up in the air and make a play like that. And there are numerous other examples of, 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 of guys who you think who seem to have elevated their game or are back and healthy and can do what they you know, play at the level that they played before they got hurt. Yeah, well, this is all you need to know. That Romeo Aquara two years ago was the best defensive player on the team before he tore his Achilles. Fifth, fifth game of the season at Chicago, yeah. yeah. He's running with the twos now. He's running with the twos. That's how you the level of uh, impact of the team since then, talent-wise. He's running with the twos. And you left out one guy who I think is going to be talked about by the 10th game of the oh, season. Oh, wait, wait, I didn't leave anybody out. I was just taking a deep breath. Well, let me, hey, let me, <laughs> let me go as you're taking a breath. Um, Josh Pascal. And I'm going to tell you right Absolutely. now. I'm going to tell you right yeah, now. Absolutely. Don't sleep on him because you guys only saw him a little bit last year and he came back, you know, toward the middle of the season of the season. And I talked to him last Sunday when I was out there about the difference between coming into camp this year and last year when he said, you know, last year I was coming in hurt. I really didn't train during the, the, the post-draft thing because I was injured and, you know, I trained for the combine since January for that, before that. So he was saying this is really my first time getting really back in the football shape and he's bigger, he's better, and he's faster. And I'm telling you right now, He's going to be an impact player on that defense this year. That's one that I think people are sleeping on. Don't sleep on them. You know, I, I, I could not agree more. And, you know, he had that core injury last year, and it required surgery. And he was really – he never was what he, you know, what he could have been in, in 2022. 2023, different stories. Now he's fully loaded and ready to go. There are going to be players that get cut for this team that are good players that other teams are going to pick up, I think, this year. This, to me, there's going to be some players in this last cut you're going to be like, wow, he got cut? Because there's some guys on the bubble now that, you know, have been mainstays on this team the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I would. I, yeah, I, I could. I agree with you. And I, I don't know if they'd be cut or if they'd find a way to make trades. You know, for you know, down the line draft picks. You know, fifth, sixth round, something like that. Look, better to do that and stockpile draft picks when you look at some of the guys the Lions have drafted. You know, in fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, and have those. You know, have those extra draft picks. And you know, and, uh, Brad Holmes, the general manager, at his. And his staff—they've been really good at, at at getting obviously good good quality players at the top at the first and second round. But you go on down further down, uh, they've they've gotten good players there too. Now, some a couple of things I'm I'm, I'm going to say the Broderick Martin thing for last because I think he's coming on faster. Than I like him thought. a lot. Yeah, I yeah. think he's gonna, and like I said, you you can't teach bigness, and you can just stick stack him in there for right now, and he gets better all the time. But we'll get back to him. There are a couple of things I don't like that I'm seeing, and I'm worried about for the next couple of weeks. One is that backup quarterback situation. I, I, I want, if you're going to bring Bridgewater in, bring him in because he needs to learn this thing in case something happens. I just want an experienced backup. I, Nate Sudfeld is playing fine out there or whatever, but like I said, I want a guy that's been under fire that I know if golf get hurt, he'll be able to get in there. So I want to see if you're going to do that, oh, wait, Bridgewater, wait. get in here. It's not when he gets hurt, it's if he gets hurt. That's okay. what I said, if he gets hurt. If he gets no, hurt. you said when. Did I say you when he gets when. hurt? Okay, if he gets okay, if he gets hurt. Play the tape, man. If he gets hurt. If he gets let me re, let me rewind that. It. If he gets hurt. It. Okay. Number two, the backup offensive lineman, I haven't seen anybody step up yet. I want to see one or two of those guys step oh. up. Um the, the starting Kenny, five is fine. Grant? Starting five is fine. Glass guy, oh. if you count him in the six and big V, that's six linemen. I'm fine with those six. That's seven. That's six. 
That's two two more guys. Well, yeah, you're right. It's six. Yeah, the, the, the math, baby. Persian high. Uh, that's six. Five uh, plus one is seven. <laughs> so I'm fine with that six, <laughs> but I want to see somebody step out, you know, a couple of other guys step out, you know, the Matt Nelsons and these guys that are just there. One, somebody step up, you know, and I think those guys, look, I think those guys have done it in the past. I'm not worried about them. I think that's their strength. Yeah, but this is the time you should show it. This is the time those guys should show. And these exhibition games, like I said, they're going to play a lot. They're going to be playing most of the time. These are times for one or two of these guys to say, okay, I'm 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 ready in case one of the starters goes down, so that's what I want to see, and that's the only you know, two things I really have question mark with going into the next two weeks. Look, Graham Glasgow was a good player when he left here after his first four years in the league, and I think he's a good player coming back now. Is he the I don't know, is he the player you want to take at, at, at right guard? Um, for all seventeen games, we'll see. That'll that'll. Well, that'll I got him in the six. Mike. He's other. in the six. He's yeah, I, I'm, he's on the good side. I'm already I'm fine with right. him. I'm okay. talking about the guys after that, you know. And one of those guys has to step up, or two of them have to step up and say, "Don't worry if the starter goes down. I can." Well, who's the guy that went to Seattle last year that started as center when um when um what's the name was hurt? My not, I'm sorry today, people. My brain is going bad. But the center that they signed with Seattle this offseason, remember he played last this kid year? kid from Houston, played at the University of Houston. I don't know where he played at, but he started four or five games last year when Rag now was hurt. Well, and he, let me just make an announcement, folks. Tune in next week and we'll have yeah, his we'll, name for But anyway, he was ready to go. He was a backup. He was ready to go. He got put in the starting lineup for the last two years, really, he was in the starting lineup. Off, off and on. Off and yeah, on. Yeah, and he was ready to go. So that's what I want to see come out of these next couple of weeks. Give me a couple of those players that I, I can say, okay, if a guy goes down for a week or a game or a series, this guy's ready to go. And um, there's a couple of candidates, the Kobe Sorsdale, the rookie, and there's a couple other guys, uh, Stenberg. Uh, Logan Stenberg. Uh, you know, we'll see well, about we'll that. see. Come we'll on. see. You say, look, he's been here three years. He the guy of five. Right, and they got the guy from the Bears last year that came in. and, the, and, the and, the and CD, and, yeah. And um, they got him in. So there's guys out there. Uh, um, Bina Easy, who was the pride of uh, Hard Knocks last big. year. Right, big guy. And I saw nice. I saw Penny Sewell working with him after practice the day I was out there. So I want to see these guys get in there and get it going. So um, so that's where we're at now. Um, nothing else to say to me or nothing else to says to me that well, I, any panic. I think they're still just on the, on the special team side still settling out. Who's going to be the kicker? But that'll take care of itself. Right, right. Yeah, we'll have a look. We have this. This is what like five years in a row now. We've had a drama about the kicker. Right. We'll see. See you on opening day. Right. And uh, for all you have your basic uh, Denzel Mims um, viewing, he's doing his job. He, he, I think he'll be in the rotation. He's not going to be mm. Calvin Johnson, but I think he'll be okay. And I think he'll get some run. I think he'll be in that group of receivers that makes the team. He looks like he, he's playing special teams now, which he didn't do for the Jets, so that's a bonus for him. And he, he one thing you can say about him, he is big and he is fast. Well, he's 6'3", you know, and 207, so he's got pretty good size. But they've got, look, they've got that with a couple of exceptions right across the board, though. They've got guys who are tall and you know, tall and fast, and, and you know, like Josh Reynolds, you know, 6'3", yep. 195, something like that. Been a good player for the Detroit Lions. With the pick. That was a, that was a good pickup. Yeah, well, somebody told me that. they didn't want to pick him up. I wonder who that guy was that we had. On that, that was team. me. Oh, yeah, somebody, uh, why, yeah, if that he's that me. good, why would they cut him? Oh, okay, okay. 
Yep, I remember yeah, that nice one. Yeah. yeah, I remember that one. Okay. Hey, uh, my rookie of the week, I'm going to give you rookie of the week and a player of the week. My rookie of the week is uh, Brian Branch. I think, man, how did he go in the second round? I don't care what that, that was clock is. my guy. Man. It was, You're stealing my guy, okay? That's mine. Not only is he a good player. I didn't player, even know who he was. No, no, please. I had to, I had to introduce you to please. him. He was a, and he should have went in the first <laughs> yes, round like yes. he was predicted. I'm sorry he had to stay that no. long, but I'm glad they got him because – he is a good player, and he's going to play a lot. He is going to play a lot. Matter of fact, uh, I shouldn't say it. I got to say it, though. I no, got to say not. it. I got to say not. it, Mike. I got to say it. Don't even say I it. I got to say it. If you ask me, between him and Tracy Walker, who's been the most impressive D-back the first two weeks, I would say he's been more impressive than Tracy Walker. And I'm not a non-Tracy Walker guy. I like Tracy Walker. I'm just saying. Brian Branch has been impressive. He has been impressive. He is on his own merit. and let the other guys take care of them. To themselves too. So they're all going to rotate okay. in there. And my overall player of the week, or player of the week, uh, I have to say is, I hate to do this one too, but I have to say that my overall player of the week was Jared Goff. I thought he he's played really good the last couple of weeks. He's controlled that offense. Oh, I'd agree with the Jared Goff thing. That would be it for me too. And just, I'll tell you what, he can rip that ball when he throws it. I mean, man. When we used to play with the Rams, they didn't look like he threw that good. Is, is he throwing better now? Well, did you follow him on every game like we do? That's here what I'm Detroit? saying. I just Probably well, the look. Do you think he was always throwing like that, and it's just we're noticing it now? Well, I think we're noticing it now. And really. he throws a catchable ball. The only that was right my, there. I love Matt Stafford and the talent, but one thing about Matt, it was a fastball, and you you had to deal with golf's ball. Looks like it just floats in there, man. It's just it's a real good catchable ball. That's the difference between the two to me. Well, it's always in the catch area too, like the, from the chin down to the down to the waist. Or, you can catch the ball and keep going, keep going. You only know, yeah. see very, very few throws on him where, where a receiver has to reach behind him or slow down or stutter step or whatever to get back in sync with the with the ball coming. That, that sees, look, that's going to be their quarterback for a long, long time if that's what they want. Well, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going that far with it because I got my man Hinden Hooker in the background, baby. Every day after practice, thirty minutes, I'm watching him. So you're, you certainly are a, a, <laughs> a well-oiled machine when it comes to that's right. That's evaluating right. players you've never played. That, but but Mike, I got the eye. Never played. I got the eye. I got the eye for talent. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to be the wrap-up for the KNM Podcast for this week. We'll be back next week after the first uh, exhibition game, and we'll recap that, and we'll talk about uh, who's up, who's down and other things going on in the National Football League. All right, well, that's it for the k Podcast. Ken Brown from WJ Radio, Michael here at DetroitLions.com. See you next week.